let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, welcome everybody to another hour on from one to four. If you miss any, it's all posted up there just after four o'clock on the website for you to enjoy all three hours of the show. Yes, you do not have to send the stories anymore. We know that Garcetti was confirmed as ambassador. Didn't you? What do you what? think? You don't look at any news stories. When's that happening? Well, John's in denial. Are you so kidding? No, he's, that would never. He's happen. hoping that this is a nightmare or a dream. This is. Well, uh, he so should have I, been tarred and feathered in a parade. We're excited to tell you, though, that the Moist line has lots of openings, and it's coming back in two days for the first time in two weeks. So connect to the Moist line using the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is there for you to leave a message or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. This is going to be an hour full of incompetent, crazy people. As we said, Garcetti is confirmed as ambassador to India What's pending next is the possible confirmation as U.S. Secretary of Labor of a woman by the name of Julie Sue. You probably never heard of her, but she was running the uh, the Employment Development Department here in California when $30 billion was given away to criminals around the world. That was the unemployment money during COVID. Yeah, she was the head of California's Labor Department, so uh, that they oversee EDD. And she pretty much opened the floodgates because when people started applying, it was like, eh, let's let go some of the checks on this. We've got to get the money out to the people. And the, all the scammers find this out quickly. Yeah, 30, Prisoners, too. So she cost 
us $30 billion and got promoted from California Secretary of Labor to, it looks like, U.S. Secretary of Labor. I, I just is mind-boggling. Garcetti I, and Julie Sue. Well, there's a sub-rebellion against this. Yeah, there was a rally today at the Capitol in Sacramento among a couple of politicians, of which we're going to talk to one congressman, Kevin Kiley, a Republican from up in the Rockland area. Uh, and Kevin used to work in the California legislature for many That's years. Right. He was and an now, assemblyman, yes. Now he's a congressman. Kevin, how are you? Uh, doing well. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good. This is great. I mean, the bigger boob you are, the bigger failure, the better job you get with the Biden administration. Uh, yeah, it's failing up. You know, it's a great, uh, great concept, right? Yeah. So uh, go through all of the problems with Julie Sue. Well, problem number one uh, is is the EDD. So she was Gavin Newsom's labor secretary. And so, you know, Newsom has just shut the state down. Millions of people have lost their jobs on the government's orders. Uh, and then they're applying for these unemployment checks that are owed, owed and people just can't get them. Uh, the department is so incompetent. Uh, myself and any other legislator at the time, the number one thing we were dealing with is people who could not get their checks for weeks, for months, indefinitely, uh, couldn't provide for their families. That's number one. Number two, at the same time, is the thing you just mentioned, uh, that as, you know, uh, law-abiding, hardworking people uh, couldn't get the checks they were entitled to, uh, criminals are easily able to, to get checks. They're flying out the door to the tune of some $30 billion in fraud, largest fraud of taxpayer dollars in history. And number three is she was an architect and the enforcer of the law known as AB5, which basically banned independent contracting in California cost thousands of people their livelihood, not to mention that California had the highest unemployment rate in the country when she was labor secretary. So, you know, this whole idea Gavin Newsom has that our state is somehow a model for the whole country. Uh, this is that idea being brought to horrifying fruition. Uh, why were the fraudsters so easy, easily able to get the money, but the unemployed citizens of California had so much trouble? Like, it, why, why, why didn't the fraudsters have trouble getting money? How come it was? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it boggles the mind. Uh, you know, they were able to easily figure out how to game the system because uh, Julie Sue made the uh, sort of inexplicable decision uh, not to put in place basic fraud detection measures like uh, most other states did. Uh, the federal government, for example, advised very early on to cross-check uh, unemployment claims against the prison rolls. Uh, she did not do that. As a matter of fact, you had lots of checks that went straight to the correctional facilities uh, <laughs> themselves. You know, the fraudsters, they wouldn't even try very hard. They'd use names like John Doe. They use names like Diane Feinstein. Uh, and they got their checks. And remember, you, you think this is such a waste of money, $30 billion. What could we have used this for? It was worse than a waste. This is money that went to hardened criminals, criminal syndicates, to perpetrate uh, and carry out but further criminal activity. What do you think was wrong with the EDD that, Regular citizens couldn't get the checks. Like, how, how could a, how could a million people get their unemployment claims denied? Well, it was sheer incompetence. Uh, was is the simplest answer. I mean, you know, not all of this can be laid at the feet of, of Julie Sue. I mean, we had outdated technology systems. The EDD was in the mix of an eleven-year uh, upgrade of its technology. If you can imagine that, eleven years uh, to do basic technology upgrades. Well, it would be uh, outdated by the time they finished the project. 
Exactly. It'd be outdated within a year, and it takes 11 years. Uh, but if you look at other states that actually handled the influx of unemployment claims well, they quickly pivoted to things that would uh, work, with you know, cloud-based solutions and uh, uh, that would allow them to process claims in a timely manner. Um, but the stuff that was happening at the EDD, I mean, you can look at the reports that the state auditor did, the independent state auditor. You can look at the uh, letter that 61 assembly members, mostly Democrats, wrote a few months into this in 2020. Well, what, what, just what, calling. what was wrong with her? What is wrong with her? Well, I think that the basic thing that is wrong is that she is not someone who has been elevated based upon uh, her capability, uh, but rather based upon her uh, readiness to simply rubber stamp the agenda of special interest groups aligned with Gavin Newsom. Uh, so, you know, if you look at who was supporting her for this nomination, as soon as Marty Walsh announced he was leaving there's a vacancy. It was all the big uh, unions uh, that were behind AB5 that run the Capitol in California immediately put out a letter saying Biden should nominate Julie Sue. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I guess Biden, Biden's people don't care that she was such a, a failure here. Well, they don't seem to care because they nominated her. They yeah. nominated her for deputy secretary. And, she, and, by the way. And why is that, though? Do they do they, they do they want her to screw up the U.S. Labor Department now? Well, it would appear so. I mean, I think that uh, this is just a matter of, of Biden feels like he needs to give this gift uh, to the special interests uh, who've been pushing Sue. He even said the other day, he said if Sue were not nominated and he used the passive voice, which were a little uh, which was a little odd since he's the one doing the nominating. But he said if Sue were not chosen, he would be run out of town. <laughs> so, you wow. know, at that point, uh, the president himself is sort of admitting he's not the one driving the train here, uh, that he's deferring to those uh, who have profited immensely from Sue's uh, corrupt policies. So are we seeing any opposition to the Senate? I mean, with the Garcetti nomination, it certainly took a while and there was definitely some doubts. Are there doubts about Julie Sue or is this just going to sail through? It's not going to sail through. When she was up for deputy secretary, uh, it, she only was confirmed by a vote of 50 to 47. Uh, it was uh, strictly party line. And so now it's a very different dynamic because you have, uh, you know, she's up for the top job. There's going to be a lot more scrutiny. There's a lot more on the line. And you also have a number of Democrat senators uh, in, uh, you know, more uh, right-leaning states that are up for election in 2024. So I'm trying to make it very clear for anyone who votes for her exactly what they are associating themselves with, uh, number one being that $30 billion fraud. I got one more question because you spent a long time in Sacramento uh, as a representative, and now you're in Congress. Which is worse? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the jury is still out on that. Uh, I will tell you, it's better being in uh, the majority. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and it's better having sort of uh, a government where there's some measure uh, of accountability, some checks and balances. Although there are obviously a lot of very deeply rooted problems with the culture uh, of D.C. But, you know, one of the reasons I ran for Congress is that a lot of the problems that we have in California uh, are starting to go national. And so, you know, Julie Sue's nomination is really uh, a major sort of uh, step in that direction that we want to make sure we avoid. Well, I want to point something else out, uh, Kevin. I saw the and it's not well read, but the Sacramento Bee was going after you because you've been pointing out all the troubles with Newsom. And they're wondering, why is he obsessed with Newsom? Well, I think that you just made the point that California policies may be starting to flow around the country and you want to point out the flaws. That's exactly right. And Newsom himself has explicitly said that is what he's trying to do. <laughs> that California is a model for the nation. And so 
you know, and yeah, the Sue nomination is a perfect case in point. I, I mentioned AB5, the independent contractor law that she was a huge part of. They are trying to nationalize that right now. It's called the PRO Act, which uh, actually passed the House last Congress. And then there's also a rule in the very Labor Department that uh, that Sue would lead that's going through rulemaking right now uh, that would essentially nationalize uh, this this law that California has. And so, um, I, yeah, the Sacramento Bee, they always have a lot to say. <laughs> but I think that... Um, you know, if you're not looking closely at what the Gavin Newsom policies have done to California, then I wouldn't be doing my job. All right. Kevin Kiley, congressman up, up in the Rockland area. Thanks for coming on. Right, anytime. All right. It's again trying to oppose the nomination of a Julie Sue as the U.S. Secretary of Labor. She was California's labor secretary. And of course, we lost over $30 billion to fraud. John and Ken KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 2.30, uh, we don't talk much about Russia, Ukraine, but there's a, full, a few stories floating around the news this afternoon that you got to hear, including what appears to be another uh, purge mm. by Vladimir Putin of uh, some people, uh, uh, some Russian people who he doesn't approve of. Their yeah, actions. seems 39 prominent Russians uh, all committed suicide. Well, you see. Wow. They, they got a little depressed over how it's going. And, uh, <laughs> that must have been a bad, must be a bad winter in Russia. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about uh, some other things. All 39 of them. Putin had to say, and a little update on Ukraine-Russia coming up after the news at 3.30. We've already mentioned several times, and we're only going to mention it again here because we're going to talk about somebody connected to this person, that uh, Yoga Pants Garcetti has been approved by the United States Senate as the next ambassador to India. That's it. It's done with. So after a year and, what, nine months, was it, since he was nominated? Yes. That this uh, stuck around. Now, one of his other legacies, in addition to the crime and the homelessness and the filth and the potholes, is corruption. And although he's never been charged, we do have a deputy mayor of his who's been on trial dealing with this corruption with the real estate developers uh his name is raymond chan he's being accused of being a key member of what prosecutors call the council district enterprise a conspiracy in which former la city councilman jose Weizar, assisted by others used his office to give favorable treatment to real estate developers who financed and facilitated bribes and other illicit benefits and some of this as we know branched out <clears throat> uh, to the world of sex poker chips you name it. Uh, it was really like a good old-fashioned bribe case. Of course, cash in large amounts. And Weezer, of course, pled guilty in January and back a couple of years ago. Mitch Englander, former L.A. City Councilman, uh, he also got some trips to Vegas and uh, wink, wink, uh, some little side action from the developer Well, bribes. yeah, because, you you know, you, you need City Hall's cooperation if, if you're going to build a, a big tower. So you but, ha- you have there has to be somebody corruptible inside Garcetti's uh, office. So that's who Raymond Chan is. He is a former Los Angeles deputy mayor. When you're a deputy mayor, that means you're appointed by the mayor, and the mayor is Garcetti. So this is as close as this case got to Garcetti. Right. This guy decided not to take a plea deal. He decided to go to trial. The trial started a few weeks ago, but it may be over for rather unusual reasons. We had mentioned when the trial opened that the attorney for Raymond Chan is none other than Harlan Braun, 
a name that may be familiar to people that follow the legal field. He's an 80-year-old now. He's had celebrity clients over the years that include Roman Polanski, Roseanne Barr, John Landis, Gary Busey, Chris Farley. He was also involved in uh, representing a police officer, I think, in the beating of Rodney King over 30 years ago. So he's in the news, and the trial is on hold because apparently Harlan Braun collapsed in his office. On March 2nd, he returned to his office after the day's trial, and his adult son, with whom he shares an office suite, found him gravely ill. They took him by ambulance to UCLA Medical Center, where they gave him treatment. He underwent emergency surgery. We don't know what this was, but he was in the hospital for 10 days. Then he got out, but the medical team says he cannot participate in the Chan case, and he faces an indeterminate but significant period of further medical treatments and convalescence. It sounds like a stroke or something along those lines where, you know, you you have to do a lot to come back with physical therapy and such. I don't know what it is, though, but they think it'll be at least three months down the line, if not longer, that he can resume any kind of uh, practice of law. So Chan wants a mistrial. Yeah, he wants a mistrial. And start all over again Uh, with with a new attorney. With a new attorney, which is probably what's going to happen, because otherwise, what do you do? Uh, just well, let him defend himself. If he's innocent, why well, does he need an attorney? Or the he doesn't need an attorney. <laughs> he's innocent, right? You just go up there and say, hey, none of this happened. If you plead your own I, case. I didn't take any money. I didn't give anybody money. Uh, yeah. I, the judge could say, find another attorney now. I don't want to halt you, this you trial. Have, but you, you have an expensive, famous attorney when you're guilty. They, and you're trying, you hire the attorney to confuse the, uh, the um, sub-zero IQ jurors that they got so, the wrong guy. Right now, it's on hold until March 27th, so there's still some time before the judge decides whether or not to kick this trial. Or what a joke now, in the system. Chan is facing a dozen criminal counts, racketeering yeah. conspiracy, bribery, yeah. honest services fraud, lying to federal agents. This guy is really the end of this entire scandal. Well, Everybody else has either been found guilty or pled guilty. Right. So he's 66 years old and he's been in city government a long time. And what he, so they're trying to act like this man is innocent. He, he's never done anything like this before. You have no cases before this. That's not a defense. <laughs> All the evidence says he did it. Yeah. It doesn't matter that they didn't catch him 20 years ago. I, I love diversions that attorneys use, which work on some people. It's like, well, he never did this before. Well, how do you know that? No. And what does that matter? Well, he was deputy mayor who oversaw economic development for Garcetti in 2016 and 2017. He's charged with arranging what they call indirect bribe payments to city officials by lining up employment contracts for the officials' relatives. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was another side perk to the bribe, right? So uh, could you find a job for my dud nephew? Sure. Yeah. If you have <laughs> That'll a, be Chan's job. If you have a big family, there's a lot of duds there. Yeah, you see, I think- uh, yeah, Braun said that he's an innocent public servant who just got swept up in the case by ambitious federal prosecutors. Get swept right. up? <laughs> I, no. They have evidence of his they, involvement. They do probably have texts or I emails or other people got, saying, "How come my mother never got swept up in a corruption case?" Because was there one in her workplace? No, but she never. Oh, okay. She never committed. My, my your your mother, my mother, right? They never got arrested. They never got swept up in a case. Because they didn't do anything wrong. People who do stuff wrong end up getting swept up. Well, they're saying that, you know, because he was part of this whole developer real estate stuff for the city of L.A. and mm-hmm. all these people were corrupt. doesn't mean he's corrupt. Yes, it you does. You just saw his name on a paper and said, grab him, too. That's, that's the job description. 
You have to manage the corruption that comes through your office. But it looks like he was the go-between. That's well, of course. What they're not saying here is what he got in terms of money or you know what his remuneration was for doing this. I don't see that, but I'm sure it'll come out in the case. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeart Radio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. We're on from 1 to 4 on the radio. After 4 o'clock, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. It's called John and Ken On Demand. And you it can is. listen to all the parts you missed. It's a or, good name for it. Or relive the parts that you heard. Yes, that's right. Maybe you want to share them with somebody. You heard something live. It's like, I got to have a friend of mine hear this. It's incredible. Mm. All right, so that's uh, where you find it, the iHeartRadio app or KFI AM. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. You got to hear this, right? What John said this time about Deborah Mark's IQ. I that's right. It. Find out my evaluation of Deborah's IQ. That was in the first hour. Right. Uh, we're going to have a special guest after 3 o'clock. It's one of those cases where this person will remain anonymous. It is a fifth grade L.A. Unified School District teacher who is not happy that there could be a strike. In fact, I think the union today was supposed to have a rally and announced the date of the three-day or whatever strike. Uh, we'll talk to this teacher coming up after the news at three o'clock and again this is mostly not about the teachers although they want a big pay raise it's about the other workers the people in the cafeteria and the offices mm. and uh the people who serve the slop the administration the uh right the, the teachers are going to go on strike because the people who serve the slop don't get paid enough you have never had an la unified school district cafeteria meal how I, do you know it's slop i have never had a cafeteria meal in my life well, you didn't even have your own school. No, because the first day I went to a public school cafeteria, I looked at it and I said, wow, that's a lot of slop. Hmm. So. All right. Big. It is uh, called the MQ-9 Reaper drone. I feel like the tables turned a bit here. Remember the Chinese spy balloons that were flying over the U.S.? And yeah. they were cut down eventually by our military and... We went and gra- right now, both the U.S. and Russia wants to get their hands on this U.S. drone, which went down over the Black Sea. Now, the Black Sea, of course, um, borders several countries of which Russia, Ukraine are a big part of the Black Sea. What was it doing there? We don't know. But it apparently got clipped by a Russian fighter jet and the U.S. decided to bring it down because it was inoperable. Now we want to go get it because we don't want the Russians to get it. If there's anything valuable to be learned from it or whatever it's collected in terms of data. Uh, the Russians are saying, well, there you go. That's the U.S. trying to help out Ukraine with that drone doing something up there. And the U.S. isn't oh, yeah. saying much about what the drone was doing over the Black Sea. However, uh, spying on the Russians. Because the, the uh, Russians. Or, yeah, or, or doing something to help Ukraine. Right? Yeah. Figure out Russian troop movements, well, things like that. Right. Yes. I mean, we're giving them tens of billions of dollars of assistance. Yeah. So uh, that that's part of it. We're giving them a lot of equipment. But the Russians are right because they're saying, well, this is proof of the direct yeah. aid that the U.S. is actually sending their own equipment directly over the oh, area I, I to help Ukraine. I didn't think that was in dispute. I, I assumed, you know. Well, then you better take to the bunker because that means that uh, we're oh. in the war and it's going to be World War III. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, I'm, I'm convinced that this could uh, turn out very badly. Still, huh? Well, I mean, it's been a year, so I'm just asking. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because he's he's insane. I can't I can't believe how many young men he has fed into this meat grinder. Yeah, how you think there would can... be a bigger, bigger oh, rebellion God. in Russia. I mean, I, I, I see the numbers. I mean, it, you it, lose family members like this. You think you'd be in the streets, even all, though they'll kill you. It's all young uh, men. There's gonna be an entire generation of young men gone. 
There's going to be nobody to marry in that generation. They're, they're not going to ever have kids. And, and these families are going to live with this grief for the rest of their life. And for what? Although I hear now a lot of the uh, soldiers getting killed. Uh, have you heard of the Wagner Group? Yeah, the Wagner Group. There's mercenaries, right? Mercenaries and prisoners. Uh, Putin opened up the prisons and forced them into service. But they're untrained for military. So the prisoners are getting slaughtered. The mercenaries are getting slaughtered. The guy who runs the Wagner Group is angry with Putin. He's been publicly critical that this, uh, this is a disaster here. Because most of the Russian troops are either uh, young men forced into duty or prisoners or mercenaries. A lot of the first wave of Russian troops have all been murdered, killed, killed by the Ukrainians. Uh, There's a new story in the New York Post that Russia's Wagner mercenary group is so hard-pressed to replenish its ranks, they're turning to Pornhub to recruit soldiers. It's <laughs> pretty funny. What, with an ad? They're urging male viewers, yes, to stop pleasuring themselves and instead apply for a job at Wagner Group. Oh, that'll make a good soldier. In a commercial, a blonde woman wearing red lipstick is seen twirling an oversized lollipop in her mouth while a husky female voice purrs in the background, uh-huh. we are the bleeping coolest private army in the world. Uh-huh. We're recruiting fighters from all regions of Russia. Oh, no, does it really say this? Don't whack off. Go to work for PMC Wagner. Wow. Yeah. And a telephone well, number appears on the screen. You have to uh, be direct. <laughs> oh, they actually have the ad here. <laughs> the woman with the lollipop. There she is. It's a Pornhub ad. Oh, that's really sad. So if you, <laughs> see, uh, that's why... I think I think eventually Putin's going to realize this was the worst war that Russia ever tried to fight. It's going to be the biggest loss and embarrassment, and oh, then yeah. he's, he's going to fire off nukes. They had a bloodbath in Afghanistan in the late seventies, yeah. but I think this is going to top that yeah, easily. This, this, well, and right uh, now, how how are you going to get prisoners, mercenaries, and and teenagers who were forced into battle? How how, how are you going to win with that? Uh, What's their motivation? So far, according to another story in the New York Post, there have been 39 bodies. These are Russian citizens who apparently, uh, some of them are uh, well off. Uh, Sergei Grishin, a financial fraudster and oligarch who sold Harry and Meghan their Montecito, California mansion for $15 million, apparently died from sepsis Mm. on March 6th. Coincidence or not, it happened after he criticized Russia's invasion of Ukraine. What, somebody injected sepsis into his system? It's possible. Uh, there's a, uh, we mentioned this guy last week, uh, a guy who works with viruses, Andrei Botikov, who helped develop the Sputnik V COVID vaccine, which John Cobalt took, by the right. way. He, uh, he apparently died from a belt around his neck. I think he, he died got, from uh, a his belt a, around his neck? And a, his apartment got broken into by a uh, thief who strangled him to death with the is, belt. Is, is that right? Yes, although the thief, of course, that's, could have been sent there. That's, uh, that's yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, it says that a lot of uh, the Kremlin, uh, according to a Russian expert, they have their fingerprints on the deaths of 39 people who are connected to the Russian government but have been outspoken critics. Of the war effort, I love some of these. Some of these people, their stories. Uh, Colonel Vadim Boyko, he was the uh, chief of mobilization for the Ukrainian war. They said he committed suicide, but he was shot five times. Which well, I think was... if you want to kill yourself, you want to be sure. So you shoot yourself five times. Usually a bullet in the mouth does it, but yeah, yeah I don't know how you get the next four shots off. Um, uh, 
Let's see, Marina Yankina, Russian defense official, 16 stories, fell out of a building. There was a lot of falling deaths, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And they're all alleged suicides. They took a fall. Yeah. Uh, it says here uh, another oligarch, Sergei Protosenya, formerly the CEO of Novatech, a company with ties to the Kremlin. He and his family were enjoying life in Spain. But on April of last year, his wife and two daughters were found at their villa, chopped up by an axe. Probably an accident, though. And he was hanging from a noose. The government said it's murder-suicide. Uh-huh. However, his son says that is a lie. He loved my mother, especially my, Maria, my sister. He would uh, never do any harm. Chopped up his family with an axe. Oh. And, then, and then hung himself, right. Uh, uh, somebody, uh, an oil boss, died last year of a drug-induced heart attack they, while attending a, a shamanic ritual. They all had publicly criticized Putin. So you say one bad word about Putin, and uh, you're getting a knock on your door. But that's how strong men stay in power. They well, eliminate yeah. their opposition. It works. And they do it ruthlessly so others know, shut up. That's right. And so that's how he gets away with killing uh, 100,000 of the the young men of Russia. Right. That's how you do it, because uh, people don't care as much about the the, the murdered soldiers. They care about their own life. All right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, a couple of quick things. We're excited to announce that the Moist Line has plenty of openings, so drop your messages using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or dial up the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Tell the, the world how you feel about Eric Garcetti becoming the new ambassador to India. That really happened. That should work up a few people to call. Uh, we did not play the Moist Line last Friday, so there should be a lot to be released during the 3 o'clock hour. Coming up, speaking of the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Anonymous, John. We love talking to Anonymous. We, uh, this is a fifth-grade teacher at LA Unified with over 20-plus years of experience who is very upset that there's going to be a strike. Well, uh, they're going to strike because janitors want more money. The teachers are walking out because the janitors want more money. and uh, That's and, right. And, and, they're they're and, unified with them. And the slop servers in the cafeteria. The and slop who, service. And who else is uh, uh, bus drivers? Yeah. So uh, these are some of the... Uh, security aides, teaching assistants. Uh, they want a 30% raise I saw the other day. I don't know over how many years that How is, come people is- don't just go out and get better jobs? Why, why, why is that? There's a, 11 million jobs that are still unfilled in this country. Why you is think all they're this- good, though? Well, they pay they- much? Some Did you of see them the? Do? I just saw the other day a story. The restaurant business is making a booming comeback. They're one of the biggest hirers right now. Mm-hmm. I saw another story that a lot of people who've been staying home have decided they got to go back. Inflation's too much. They got to bring more money oh, into the house. Wow, they got to work. Huh. Well, some so, of it was women who couldn't get daycare because the daycare people gave up during the pandemic, but now they're coming back too because of inflation. Mm-hmm. The problem is everybody getting more money by coming back to work, just going to spend more money and there'll be more inflation, maybe. I don't yeah, that's what happens, actually, because everybody has to get raises, and the raises have to roughly match inflation, so everything yeah. keeps spiraling upwards. Now we're going to talk about one of your favorite topics of the week. The Wall Street Journal did a great story. The party is ending for French retirees. You may have heard there's been some civil unrest in the country of France 
because, well, like our Social Security system, their retirement system is going big time into debt. And they want to raise the legal retirement age of, oh, my gosh, to 64. The story starts. Ours has been 65 for about 90 years. Right. And with ours, the longer you wait, the more you'll get in Social Security. But, so so I there's mean, an incentive 90, to maybe... 90 years ago, we came up with 65. And France is, France is balking at 64 all and these years. France, Francis is better than our Social Security system. They talked to a 75-year-old guy here who's been retired for 14 years. He used to work in the airline industry. He gets a check every month for almost $7,000. That's pretty good. Yeah. So he's enjoying the beach life with yeah. his partner. It says here he sleeps in and strolls the beach. Right. God, is that boring. Then what yeah. do you do on the second day? I feel like a teenager, he said. Well, that's what my parents said when they were retired. It's like back in high school, they call their friends and they go play golf or they go out to lunch. I worked when I was in high school. Yeah. I, I don't understand this. Well, you're, you're I don't from... understand doing nothing. You've got your dad's genetics in you. It's like Apparently you just put your head down. You want to just keep working until you croak over the table. Well, because otherwise you're sitting there. He will, Deborah Mark. He'll die right there in the studio oh, at age I, 99. I, I know he will. I won't be here. Well, I, I'll no, be on the beach. Good. Well, no, no, you know, I've never asked you your attitude about retirement versus working. What well, is it? I, hmm, I think I would be bored. I think you so retired I, I a few need, weeks ago. I need to do something. But No, there are two types of people. People look forward to retirement and people say, oh, no, no, I'm going to keep working. I Maybe like part-time. I'm, I'm not criticizing either one. I'm just saying. Three days a week. Of... Three days a week would be perfect. Oh, okay. So you'd like yeah. to cut back a bit. Cut eventually. back, but then I'd love to But you to would be... continue to do that into your 70s or 80s? Mm, maybe voiceover work where I could do it from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everything I, else, she where, does have a plan. Where I don't even have to sit up. <laughs> I could just do it just in bed. Just lower the microphone That's to the right. bed. Yeah. On the beach. Well, people are living longer. And the population of France is growing older, and they have this problem that a lot of uh, Western European and other countries have, is that uh, they they had more than four workers for every retiree back in the 60s. Well, it's going to fall to one and a half over the next decade. See, I, I, I don't, apparently everyone in France is illiterate, mathematically illiterate. I don't know what the word is <laughs> when you can't count, you can't do math. But you, they stopped having babies. And now they want to stop working. What, what do you well, want who's to going do? to pay for that is the That's, question. In right? order to pay for your early retirement, you have to create more babies. But the birth rate fell so sharply that there have not been enough workers for a long time to keep the uh, the fund solvent. Right. The, France does, has one of the lowest rates of retirees at risk of poverty because their pensions are, are pretty spectacular I guess compared they, to other countries. They stopped having sex. They stopped having children. Now they want to stop working. Everybody's supposed to just lay on the beach and 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 take a check from the government. I, now they I don't, can't I, raise taxes, they say, because France has some of the highest taxes uh, out of thirty eight. What is it? OECD countries. What does that stand for? OECD. I think that's a uh, uh, an economic uh, group well, of countries. Their their tax rate is at forty five point one. U.S. by comparison is only twenty six point six. Yeah. So that's why they don't want to use taxes in, to in get a, this extra pension words, money. They just want to raise the retirement age. They take 45 cents out of every dollar. Here in this country, they might take 45 cents out of a wealthy person's dollar. But, there, but on average, it's it, 26 cents. Right? Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but on average in France, it's 45. Right. 
Well, and I've, their life expectancy there is over 82. The U.S. is at 77, so they, they do live longer. See, John, drinking wine is nice. See, they won't die either. They're not only not having sex, <laughs> not raising kids, they're not working, and they're not dying. Well, well that, yeah. that, that, can't, uh, that can't go on anymore. <laughs> Either you got to have the kids, or you got to work, or you've got to die. One of the three has to happen. So if you've been hearing about it, this is why people have taken to the streets <laughs> to protest against raising the retirement age what to 64. What an absurd culture. It, at one point, it was 60. But this, eventually went up. This is what you have to explain to children when they're in school. You've got to explain how the world works. It's like, here's the deal. You've got to go to work, and you've got to work for at least this much. If you don't, you're going to die of starvation. You also have to have a few kids along the way. Because they have to work in order to keep the retirement benefits going. You have to work. You have to have some children. And, and at some point, you do have to die. Thank you for all of that rundown. That's what I'd be. That's what I'd be teaching in the public schools. someday you do have to die. Well, you it's... do. I mean, if a bunch of everybody lives to one hundred and two, we're all going to go bankrupt. We can't have that. I just, I, I feel like you know, to me, life is short, so you might as well, you know, take advantage of having more uh, leisure time. That's right. Life is short. Yeah, needs to be shorter. <laughs> yeah, coming up next, we're going to talk to a, an anonymous. A person who says that they're a teacher with L.A. Unified for more than 20-plus years. Fifth grade. And they don't like the strike possibility. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.